0: You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the
1: can-eat-more... getting
0: this book on ufo's did you know they're real but there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up oh that's just a paranoid
1: fantasy i want to be a book you can pick me up flip through my pages make sure nobody drew wieners in me
0: Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because this is our submission to the Eurovision Song Contest. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Benedict, who is here today to announce he is also withdrawing from the French Open, but for lack of talent. Benedict, what's a show you want? You gasped a little bit at my joke there. That's
1: very rude. If there's one sport I'm good at, it's (laughs) tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, it's the only sport I have any talent at. Okay, good.
0: It's not because you've been following the news of the day.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 I mean, I, it's a little rude, also, to poor Naomi Osaka. No, oh no, fun. no.
0: I made my stupid joke to point out that that she's been put in a terrible position by a bunch of assholes. That was my okay. point. Good, I wanted good. to draw out with that. But yes, yes. I know nothing about tennis, but it Ugh. took me thirty seconds of skimming over the CNN article that came up as a news alert for me for some reason. Even they think I like tennis. I don't know. Kevin, uh, you realize. A, you're
1: a- You're a soon-to-be lawyer. Of course you fucking like tennis. You just don't know it yet.
0: Took me all of 30 seconds to realize she got pretty much fucked. So, anyways, none of that really matters for what we're here for. Benedict, what's a show that you watched all the way from the very beginning to the end when it was originally airing?
1: Ooh, good question.
0: Because you and I, I well, you and I, right, we're from the age where, still, when we were kids, if you wanted to see something, you know, DVRs were coming around, but you still, you sort of just had to be there in front of the TV when something was on. Yeah. So we had a little bit of that growing up. But these days, you know, everything's instantly streaming. You can watch an entire season right away. I'm talking about when, you know, something from when we were a little bit younger, when you actually had to make time to watch the show you cared about.
1: Yeah, I think... In terms of shows I made time for, I like. I don't know whether I watched it from the beginning to the end because I think it's probably still ongoing, but like, just because there are so many iterations of it. But when I was a kid, I used to ac- actively make time for Dragon Ball Z. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> and you claim to not like anime, you well, dick.
1: Well, <laughs> it's, it's one of the things like, I did. I guess I just didn't know it was anime at the time. It was just a cartoon that I liked, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, oh, Dragon Ball Z was great, though. I'll, I'll give you that 100%. That, it was that just That and Beyblade.
1: Oh my! T- that yeah, was a show good.
0: for chumps. That no, was for, that was good. a show for the idiots who bought the tops. Who like, see how
1: cool my top is? I had spinning <laughs> tops. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was cool. I liked it.
0: And I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have one of those tops, but I wanted one of those
1: tops. <laughs> but you were a huge racist at the time. So oh who come on! The real I was like it? I
0: was like eight when that happened. Yeah. I was. You can't accord <laughs> any blame no. to me when I was like eight.
1: That's true. <laughs> I, but uh, yes, I had one of the spinners. So, I, I mean, it's difficult because, like, a lot of the shows that I like to, like like when I was when I became actually aware of tv mm-hmm. a lot of the shows that I liked weren't stuff that was air like it was just like classic British stuff that like we re-air all the time you were watching
0: Faulty Towers at yeah. 11 yeah
1: Blackadder <laughs> and yeah no but actually um but also like because because the seasons and stuff are so short in the UK they just re-air yeah, stuff yeah. all the they time they just do
0: three episodes a season and there's there's four seasons exactly exactly Whatever but that means like
1: on. we we just we just re-air a lot of old stuff uh-huh is what Mm. that means so that like i like i thought i was watching blackadder at the time if that (laughs) makes sense
0: isn't that show from like the 80s i think so maybe (laughs) you got tricked my not even pokemon Pokemon was, you and mine, bread and butter.
1: That's true. I did watch a lot of Pokemon. Yeah.
0: I did I, I, we can at least say, like, the first season of Pokemon, Who right? The original. Pokemon. I, I'm pretty sure I watched every episode every Saturday when when the original season of Pokemon was on. I'm pretty sure I watched that all the way through. Yeah. But I was going to say, for me, I was just going to go to Breaking Bad. Because, like, I, I just, okay. by, by chance... Uh, like saw a preview for that in a commercial one time, and I was like, yeah, "That looks kind of good. Maybe I'll watch that. Watch the first episode." That came out like 2007, right? So I was like a sophomore in high school, and I was Ish, hooked because yeah. it's just a fucking great show, and I, I it watched it all show. the way through. But, that anyways, Benedict, you probably know. I think you know, uh, but the listeners may not know what it is exactly that we do here. This is, of course, the show where we dig down, we dig down deep, we dig down deep, 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 Uh, into the realier of conservatism, seeking the sleeping Cthulhu
1: of
0: right-wing thought.
1: Wow. Let's not wake that up. That seems bad. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we just leave it for this week.
0: (laughs) I don't think we want to wake that up exactly. But Ben, Nick, to kick things off for us this week, do you have a hot take for us?
1: Yeah, and it's the, I unironically un- love the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, God. <laughs> unironically love that I, shit.
0: I, I, I know that my reference in the opening is like three weeks old, because I don't remember yeah. when that ended. It was last but, week.
1: It wasn't that oh, long ago.
0: It feels like a while ago, but look, it's, it's ridiculous. That thing is ridiculous. Did okay. you watch it all the way through? I,
1: yes, I did. <laughs> of course I you did. Did you say, I, okay, but have you heard the winning song?
0: no i haven't okay. i saw like the weird to, the people okay. dressed in like we holding a I don't know dude holding like a harp or whatever the hell that thing was i saw that yeah. i saw i heard like two of the songs that are, are i heard snippets of them that they played on like the streaming news i was watching
1: okay but I, I'm gonna, I didn't like uh, hold watch on any of it okay i we will have to cut this out for copyright reasons oh i'm sure God. but i'm gonna play you the winning song because it's a good song <laughs> okay
0: Okay, this is nineties uh, rock on the Casio keyboard. Here's a secret better. If we comment on it we can play it.
1: Okay, well it's the Italian It's incredible. it's like a, it's it's a re- it's a really good song. It's become it, my it, writing song.
0: It sounds it sounds fine. It sounds yeah, fine. It sounds good. like Generic rock song is what it yeah, sounds it like. Yeah, it
1: is. Today. But the generic rock songs never win. And also, like, it's full of weird people doing wonderful things, and okay. it's so good. I love it so much. And I like, I forgot. Did that you just I play it. that
0: into your microphone from I your didn't. phone?
1: <laughs> that was the easiest way for me to do it. You
0: know, you have me sitting here with my soundboard set up, yeah, with my Chromebook that you. I can load audio and I would video into.
1: I would be like, Google mana skin. No, not spelt <laughs> like that. And then ZT Ibuani. You know, like baked Ziti, but with an extra T. Like, it would have been a whole thing. And now here we've just done this instead. But anyway, I missed Eurovision during <laughs> living in America. It's the first time I've seen it air in America uh-huh. on TV. Oh, and was it? What did it air? On- it, it was on. on uh, it was on Peacock, so it was like the, okay, the NBC okay. streaming service. They had like an, and it's it's still on there. Well, you so can, don't you they like stream it, out, it live on YouTube or something? Probably, yeah. But yeah. I've never, I've never like, I've never cared enough to figure <laughs> it out. Whereas this time, I have, I have peacock so i was just like i'm gonna Uh, watch the eurovision song Contest, and i regretted not a single second of it
0: like a frenchman craving croissants also Uh, (laughs) the
1: the uk once again got zero points of course this like even if this was our actual uk entry to eurovision it would get as many points as our actual entry to eurovision got we would do as well I have to
0: ask, what was the British entry into oh, the contest? Um,
1: it wasn't a good song. It had a little horn section, but it was a bad song. But, it was like
0: a ska but, song?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, We're going to waste of. this whole
0: episode just talking about this yeah.
1: now. <laughs> no, but okay. So the, the, the problem is it was not a great song. It was like an okay song. But uh-huh. then also everyone hates us. So okay, that we an fucking issue. love British music. Yeah, like but that's something no, you're actually yeah, known okay. for. But we we don't send the Rolling Stones. Okay, <laughs> like we're not sending our best. No, no,
0: <laughs> that makes more sense. Then I can see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to look it up afterwards.
0: All right, we'll have well after we get off uh, the episode, we'll we'll pull it up on the computer and and take a listen.
1: Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, well, do you have a hot take for this week then? Now yes. that I've wasted all this time on Eurovision.
0: Yes, indeed, I do, Benedict. Uh, pretty simple and straightforward this week. I am tired of cynics. Um, okay. And
1: mainly it's just again, I'll, as uh, always, I will let myself out. <laughs> <while I like. laughs>
0: it's me complaining about my Twitter feed. Okay. Um, and also, like you and I, we, we, I don't think we we don't talk much about current events on the show, right? This isn't a current event show. Uh, no. We're talking about the the context of what's in front of us generally, and sometimes that takes us into the realm of current events. But you and I talk plenty off the show. Um, that I think we've been pleasantly surprised by the Biden administration in generally, a number of yeah. ways. Yeah, I think it's and it's not to say we think they're perfect, that everything's going right, that there aren't certainly problems, but it has been better than I think we expected. And maybe our expectations were pretty low to begin with. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> I would say, I mean, I've I've been disappointed in some of the ways I thought I would be disappointed. Absolutely. But generally, economically, fine.
0: Yeah. And I think there are other things that are showing major pause. I think the refugee thing from a few weeks ago. Right. Raising the refugee limit uh, where. Yeah.
1: After pushback. Yeah.
0: And I think I think people uh, that that's a positive to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the fact that this president listens to act or the administration, at least listens to actual feedback. Uh, from the actual American people mm-hmm. and takes it into their decision making. I think that's a major positive. Uh, but I'm, I'm very much tired of people who their only thing they do is go on Twitter and go, well, where's my Medicare for all? It's been, it's been three and a half months. Where's my Medicare for all? Yeah. And it's like, okay, we all probably knew that probably wasn't going to happen anyways. And like, I, I get it. We all want it to happen. But there's some significant good shit in the works. Yeah, uh, And I'm really tired. I'm really fucking tired of people who just like, it's really the uh, Republicans and Democrats are all the same shit still that I'm still sick of because shit is getting reversed from the Trump administration every day uh, that we should all be happy about. There, there's no reasonable person out there who can sit in front of me and say, they're all the same. They're yeah. all the same. They're doing the no, same that's... stuff. Republicans, Democrats, same thing. They have similarities, right? Nobody in this country is going to go against... Nobody in politics is going to go fucking against Israel. That's a thing that, again, I I wish we could see some pushback there.
1: But... Mm. I mean, I think you know. there has been some from... The younger generation of Democrats, yeah.
0: Anyway, and I think it's an, another thing where you know we gotta wait for more old people to die off, and as young people take over. Uh, but anyways, uh, really just an excuse for me to complain about my Twitter feed this week. Yeah,
1: having said that, you love to complain about Joe Manchin, even though he is oh, ten change. times better. Than the West Virginia Republican that he's keeping it's out. Very office.
0: much, very much true, and I agree with you. But I'm still gonna complain. Okay. I'm still gonna complain. But here's the thing: if Joe Manchin does something right, I'm gonna I'm gonna praise him for it. I'm gonna say yeah. he did the right thing. Good, good on him, right? If he votes for a thing that he needs to vote for, whatever the case is, I'm not gonna just say, "Ah, oh, well, he's still he's still fucking you know bullshit." Fuck him, fuck him all the way. Fuck him in his face. Fuck him in his mansion face. Um, <laughs> okay. Still, fuck him in his mansion face. But anyways, Benedict, why don't we finally get on to the subject of this week's episode? As many listeners may be aware, but if you're brand new, you might not. We are currently in the middle of our investigation, middle being the second episode, and I expect we're going to go for a while on this one, of the John Birch Society. Uh, and last time we did this, I suggested that maybe this week we would be getting into Robert Welch Jr. as a person and doing our, our little dive into him. I've decided to postpone that for a little bit because I got a book about the John Birch Society that I'm reading right now, uh, and it has, it's you know, you can't talk about the John Birch Society without talking a lot about Robert Welch, so I want to wait until I've gotten through that and gotten, you know, the most information I can to really put together a good episode on Robert Welch. So I thought something fun we could do this week and something that I think actually provides a startling amount of insight is to look into one of the conspiracies that the John Birch Society propagates. And the one we're going to look at today, we might end up doing several before we're done with this Uh, investigation... (laughs) We're going to be looking at the Agenda 21 conspiracy. Benedict, does that ring a bell for you? Uh, I brought it up multiple times and you keep forgetting
1: about it. (laughs) I mean, there are so many conspiracies, Kevin. I can't keep them all straight in my head. There are just so many.
0: Well, this one is relevant because it's also the title of one of Glenn Beck's fiction books.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. This is what I made the Star Wars joke about last time. Yes, yes, Because I had the the impulse to make the same joke again.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. So, Agenda 21. We're going to talk a little bit about this today, but I also, before we get into talking about it directly, I want to talk a little bit about conspiracies and the John Birch Society and how they work and how the John Birch Society, the more I learn about them, the more scared I become at the amount of influence I think they have. Okay. I think this conspiracy in particular goes a lot towards the relevance of the John Birch Society. The Agenda 21 conspiracy is one you hear a lot among the far right. It's certainly one that Alex Jones talks about a lot. It's certainly one that you hear people uh, like uh, uh, Glenn Beck bring up, obviously, with the book. There are all these people on the far right who always talk about Agenda 21. And if you go to the terrible pits of the internet that I go to from time to time to learn mm-hmm. more about what people are saying about these things, you see it's all—it's like it's a shorthand. Agenda 21, and there's a lot of these things. And in the video we're going to play in today's episode, you're going to hear about this. You're going to get a very good idea of this. Uh, all these ideas, these concepts, these groups—they become shorthand, and they become uh, this thing that. People who are talking about them, who are doing these web shows or podcasts, and there are John Birch Society podcasts, by the way, that I have been listening to. They're fantastic. Oh, They're fantastic. That's bad. We're gonna start a podcast war with the John Birch Society. Nope. <laughs> no,
1: nope, are not?
0: These people get onto these stream of consciousness roles, and they just they have like this short-term access memory that contains these terms, like agenda 21. Like Rockefellers, right? Just the Mm -hmm. Rockefeller family in general. Like, name a bank. Like this, that, and the other. And they pull them out, they throw them into the role, and it doesn't necessarily have to fit perfectly because Mm -hmm. they're just talking about these globalists or these Uh, elites or the deep state, all these groups. They're all a mishmash, and none of it matters because you can pull from your grab bag of words, phrases, and names at any time you need them and throw them together.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's always been the case with these things, hasn't it? A- absolutely.
0: And so it's, uh, it's sort of what the Agenda 21 thing shows, I think, for me, is how these things get mainstreamed. So I did a lot more research than I've ever done on Agenda 21. I was familiar with the conspiracy theory in the past, uh, but I didn't know the roots of it and some other aspects. So I was doing a lot of research on this, and I found that Agenda 21 really goes back to two main or originating sources as for where the conspiracy theory began. Uh, One of them is a man named Tom DeWeese, or Tom DeWise. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Uh, But he runs a far right-wing think tank. Why Uh, wouldn't he? Well, of course he it did. It's called the American Policy Center. You might have heard to it because it has it has some pretty deep connections to the Tea Party movement. Okay. So it's actually kind of a big deal. Tom DeWeese, by the way, is listed on the John Birch Society website under their speakers page. So he's part of their speakers bureau. Um, but he's been on the Agenda 21 tip since this thing pretty much started. He, like a year or two after it really began, he's been on the Agenda 21 Uh, bandwagon as far as promoting the conspiracy theory, I think for his own personal monetary benefit, because of course he gets paid quite handsomely for these things. Sure. So, But all these things, Tom DeWeese is one, like I said. The other one is the John Birch Society. They are the other main area where this Agenda 21 conspiracy sprang from, like athena from the head of zeus oh nice. maybe that's tom dewey's coming out of the head i don't know whatever the case might be but agenda 21 benedict i think we talked a little bit about this in the past are you familiar at all with agenda 21 or the millennium development goals
1: yeah yeah it's the un stuff right
0: yes this is the okay. un stuff and so, Agenda 21 uh, really started in, uh, I think, 1992. Uh, okay. There was a big org- uh, a meeting in Rio de Janeiro, and, you know, big UN meeting, so it's a, a summit, uh, world leaders were there, and they put together this thing called uh, Agenda 21. And the reason why it's Agenda 21 is 21st century was coming up, so it was an agenda for a new century. Agenda 21 and the Millennium Development Goals are related, but slightly separate. The Millennium Development Goals are what actually came from Agenda 21. The Millennium Development Goals were a series of eight goals that the UN put together, and all the parties involved, right, every country, as well as a series of targets with measurable criteria that could be used to make sure that we're meeting them. So, for example, uh, the goal number one was eradicate extreme poverty and hunger. And the target underneath that was to have from 1990 to 2015 the proportion of people whose income is less than $1.25 a day. And that was met. They, we actually accomplished that worldwide on a global okay. basis. We accomplished that goal. And I, I, you know, I will always be a huge booster of both the Millennium Development Goals and the Sustainable Development Goals, which we'll talk about in a minute. The Millennium Development Goals were incredibly successful. And a lot of it, comes down to the coordination efforts of people at the UN, non-governmental organizations, in trying to reach all these goals, right? The other ones that were included were achieve universal primary education. That one was not met, but there were great strides made toward reaching it. Uh, Promote gender equality and empower women, right? That had uh, uh, measurement criteria like the number of women in the workforce, the number of women in government positions, things like that. Reducing child mortality, improving maternal health, uh, these are other goals. Combating HIV and AIDS. Uh, those those are all goals, not mm-hmm. not targets. Those are just goals. So there were eight of them. And of course, anytime you have the United Nations, the John Birch Society, since it's been their thing since the very beginning, remember we talked about how they were anti-UN from the very start, uh, They anytime the UN tries to do anything, the John Birch Society is going to come in and say, this is socialist takeover of whatever.
1: Yeah, it always is.
0: Yeah, and... It's kind of hilarious to me because they claimed that Agenda 21 was like, it was the blueprint for the total takeover and control of the world that was upcoming. And Benedict, Agenda 21 expired in 2015. So... The Millennium really? Development Goals, the end date for all this stuff, it was 2015. That's when that's all this nice. was set to, you know, that's the date, which, because again, none of this is is action. All of this is voluntary, it's all, you know, guidelines, it's all, you know, we're gonna work towards these goals together. There's absolutely nothing compulsory whatsoever about any of the, the stuff we're gonna be talking about today regarding the UN. None of it had any compulsory element whatsoever. And it was all just, these are goals we should try and meet, guys. And we can work together and try and reach these goals. And hey, you countries with all the money, like you can, you know, help us get the money to the people who need the money, and we'll figure out how to use this stuff, do all this stuff. There were problems, of course. Any, any action, any, uh, uh, you know, uh, action trying to, to do this large scale, there's gonna be problems along the way. Like mm-hmm. pe- some people had valid criticism of the eighth goal of the Millennium Development Goals, which is global partnership for development particularly given that one of the criteria had to do with reducing the debt of developing countries and the way that they accomplished that goal was through some IMF policies that people had problems with, the World Monetary Fund, right? People always talk about uh, the compulsory element and the coercive element of the IMF and the World Monetary Fund and the way that they seek to make countries behave in an economic manner that they want in order to get the funds that they're asking for, right? So... There are problems along the way, but in large, by and large, the Millennium Development Goals were a massive success. They yeah. had great benefits across the world. And then in 2015, when those you know the target date was reached, the UN got together again and say, "Hey, we did a good fucking job. If we, <laughs> we if try we keep, again, do, if we keep doing this, like maybe we can do better." And they did, and they came okay. up with what is now called. Agenda 2020 2030. <laughs> oh yeah, and Benedict, that draconian name. And and I'm just gonna read you a blurb from the John Birch Society website because this made me laugh out loud. Agenda 21/2030: Tools at the Ready. The United Nations, deep state and globalist elites do not just aspire to form a one world government. They oh, no. seek to take full control of the planet, including the economy, our country, our lives and our children. This okay. master so plan the children? This master plan for technocratic and totalitarian control is found in the UN's Agenda 21 and the newer and even more draconian agenda 2030 the aspects of life and society they seek to hijack are used, euphemistically outlined as sustainable development
1: oh, goals
0: yeah, yeah, i hope okay, you can okay, hear the quotes yeah, yeah. i hope okay, you can okay, hear the okay. scare quotes so that they would
1: around. you say that agenda 2030 is 30 times as bad as agenda 21 no no
0: i'd say it has a target goal uh, end date ending 15 years after the first one ended that's what i'd say about it <laughs> The twenty thirty is just when the new target
1: date is. That's all. Yeah, it is. no, I understand. I'm just I'm so, being facetious.
0: It is. I would say it's expanded. The new the new uh, uh, sustainable development goals. There are more of them than there were uh, Millennium development goals. I think probably because um, you know they've had a while working on this. They've you know the Millennium development goals. They had such great success. So they said, hey, we did eight last time. This time, let's do seventeen, and we have seventeen now. And there are new things included, like climate action. You can see why the far right is screaming about that. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there are things about inequality, uh, which of course they're screaming about inequality. How dare they say that we're unequal or we need to do anything about it? That's actually goal number ten: is to reduce inequalities. Um, so there are, are seventeen of them now. I'm not going to read all of them, but they're they're incredibly benign. And again, I will say, none of this is compulsory. And the vast majority of it has to do with getting aid to underdeveloped nations, right? Most of this is not stuff that has to... Some of it, right, the climate stuff and and, uh, conservation stuff, obviously that has something to do with... Uh, you know the United States and Europe and places with more money, um, but the vast majority of this is just about let's let's try and help countries that need our fucking help with these goals and these criteria we criteria we can track so we can see what's working and what's not working and try and get these things done. It's outstanding, but they have taken this and turned this into this is the plan to oh, form yeah. the new world order to take over. To create, as they called it, the, I think the technocratic state or whatever they said they were going to sure. do. Of course. So this Agenda 21 conspiracy, right? Like I said, Tom DeWeese, the John Burt Society, uh, all, the, all the places I looked for like the his- history of this conspiracy goes back to those two people. But it's not just them, as I said, right? Obviously, Glenn Beck, we know, has pimped this conspiracy theory. He's talked about it on his Fox News shows, on his radio shows, and I did some listening of him the other day. It is part of his call-out, and what I mean by his call-out is every far-right radio host, I'm talking about the Alex Joneses, the Hugh Hewitts, the Glenn Becks, all these people, have a list, like I called earlier, like their short-term memory bank, their grab bag of people Mm -hmm. and names and whatever, and Agenda 21 is one of Glenn Beck's. If he's just on a roll and he needs to keep spinning until he can get to his ad break... He, Agenda 21 is one of those he can pull out of his bag because he's memorized his line on it, and he can just toss it out there and continue on the roll. So Glenn Beck is one of those. I'll also say Ted Cruz back when Agenda 21 uh, cool. was, was – uh, I think in like 2013 around the government shutdown he was doing. Um, this was, because Glenn Beck was on the harp about this. Agenda 21 was on the rise back then. That was sort of its heyday. Um, he claimed that Agenda 21 would abolish golf courses, grazing pastures, and paved roads. (laughs) Great stuff. It, of course, does none of that.
1: Good, good, good.
0: It, of course, does nothing. Again, it's not a treaty. It's nothing. Uh, Barack Obama ceremonially signed, uh, the Agenda 2030 stuff. Um, and, of course, anything to do with Obama, they're going to claim is conspiracy right down to the core. But in the days following, right, in the years following, we've gotten Donald Trump, the, I would say, increase of conspiracy thought, as hard as it is to increase from where they already were, um, it's become more prominent. And certainly, mm-hmm. I think the, the variety of conspiracies has become more, has become larger. And part of that, I think, is every good conspiracy theorist doesn't create conspiracies. And I don't think that the John Birch Society created this conspiracy. I don't think Tom Dewees created this conspiracy. I think there are a bunch of people, and if you listen to people like Alex Jones, what you'll hear is um, people call in to their shows. And the host is not usually coming up with these conspiracy theories whole cloth. They'll put out a, a feeler. They'll put out an idea. They'll say something about something sound shady. And then a bunch of callers are calling. And usually, fucking lunatics. And they'll start saying fucking lunatic things, right? They'll say, oh, yeah, man, you know, I saw the FBI the other day down here in uh, Tulsa, and they were getting ready to round up all the white people. And next thing you know, the conspiracy now includes the FBI is preparing to round up all the white people because we have sources who have told us, those sources being the people who called in, who are fucking crazy people, who are telling them that the FBI is going to round up all the white people. That's how this snowball works, right? So I don't think that the John Burt Society came up with the Agenda 21 conspiracy theory in any meaningful way. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they were part of the the force that propelled it. Sure. There's probably
1: something interesting to talk about there about the creation of conspiracy theories and where they come from and how much it is just rationalizing stuff that you don't understand and how much it's... Yeah, I'm really. Whole separate podcast, but it is fascinating. I'm
0: really fascinated by that aspect of it. And, you know, I've done some reading on it in my past. Um, I think there are several different areas of of uh, uh, study that it overlaps with, right, psychology and political science and all these different things. Um, but uh, I, I have actually... I was just the other day cruising uh, uh, Amazon looking for a good book about conspiracy theories and how they form and that kind of stuff. Uh, I haven't found one I really wanted to buy yeah. yet, so I haven't read anything that, that is right in that area. But I did this... This really did, this last week of me looking into the Agenda 21 stuff, really did get me thinking about that aspect of it, of how do conspiracy theories form. Uh, So I think there are several different paths, but that's too much for us to go into today. So Benedict, what we're talking about today, obviously, this conspiracy, John Birch Society, um, and to, to give us our John Birch connection to it, really, as I like to do, I have a video for us. And I think this one's pretty damn fun. And this right. is actually the one that they have on their website, not just on cool. the YouTube page, under the action item tag of uh, Agenda 21. So if you click that link on their website, this is the video that they take you to. And a couple things about this video before we get started. A, it's fucking amazing. Okay. B, you're going to lose your goddamn mind at a couple oh, no. points in it. Uh <laughs> C, um this is from uh the the media arm of the John Birch Society which we've talked about before which is uh their magazine uh is it the, the American why am i blanking on the name of the John Birch Society magazine okay. and expecting you to know what it the is The American
1: Liberator uh, I don't know The Something New American it's the New yeah, yeah, American
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I've, I've been to their website Life's hard. so many you have times. have so many, in the last many bar <laughs> facts
1: in your head. That you don't need this shit in your brain. Come on. This
0: is true. This is true. But so, what this video is, it's a guy, and I just have to bring up this fact up top. This is a guy, full, full on neckbeard. This is a full okay. on neckbeard. Um, and he is sitting, I'm 100% sure, in his living room. Cool. Uh, he's got a picture behind him on the wall, hung up behind him. And Benedict, he has an
1: earpiece. Oh, wow. He
0: has. Like a studio-style earpiece, uh, which he has, I think, hung off the back of his collar so that you can see the wire because he wants you to see it, uh, to think he's more professional than he is. And Benedict, nobody is talking into this guy's ear. I guarantee you, fucking nobody is talking into this guy's ear as he does his record for his seven-minute YouTube clip that he put out. It's so fucking good.
1: All right, seven minutes. Let's do it. Let's go down this (laughs) hole.
0: Here we go, Benedict. This is gonna get. This is gonna get good. I promise. Oh, his name is uh, Alex Newman, by the way. And uh, this this little segment he puts out on YouTube is called "Behind the Deep State," presented by the New American Magazine. Okay.
2: Did you know there is a master plan for humanity? Oh, no. And uh, if you're thinking, well, yeah, of course, you know, God plans out these types of things. Oh, God. That's not <laughs> not that about.
1: one. <laughs> hey, did you know there's a master plan? No, 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 no. Not that one, not that one. The, <laughs> no, the no, no, other one. This is the a bad one. one. Well, yeah, okay, a bad but, one, yeah.
0: Okay, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Um, he clearly, uh, I've I mentioned several times the Christofascism component yeah. of the John Birch Society, right? Very heavy, very heavy. But consider this, Benedict. If there is a God with a master plan, then this other master plan is part of that master plan, yeah. right?
1: Kevin, don't ask for <laughs> entire consistency. Come on. So
2: good. you'd be right. But uh, the UN, <laughs> the Dictators Club, this vile collection Ooh, the of the mass murderers and tin pot dictators, describing itself, describing themselves as nations, Post- um, has oh, wh-
1: hold, uh, okay. describing what? themselves as nations. Hold on, <laughs> I just saying, like all elected, literally. I, I don't know what t- what percentage of the UN is democratically elected, but I would say most of it. Most yeah, of Yeah, it's, a, it's are- a
0: majority. It's an overwhelming majority. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. You know, there's a lot of problems with democracy around the world, and like people, the right likes to criticize the UN a lot because countries that are dictatorships or oligarchies or whatever uh, are are included, and we include them because it's part of the process of democratization right of bringing them into the fold rather than pushing them out and making them cluster together with their other oligarchs and dictators and things like that it's it's about trying to
2: to bring them into democracy eventually anyway created a master plan for humanity and they're blabbering about it to anybody who will listen it's called the united nations agenda 2030 or the united nations sustainable development goals or the un sdgs or the you know 2030 (laughs) agenda they've got all these different (laughs) terms but
0: by the way Everyone just calls them the SDGs. They don't yeah. use all
2: those 20 different terms. And
0: well, none of those terms are complicated. Most no. of those terms are all related to one another.
1: Yeah. They're just variations just of the same variations thing. variations of the same term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool
2: it is as the head of the un general assembly described it at the time peter thomas this is the master plan for humanity that's what they're calling it uh, the secretary general of the united nations called it the global declaration of interdependence uh-huh. and uh, it is an- uh, he left out a word there global declaration of digital interdependence gotcha.
1: yeah. um i i just i i think what gets me about this is like you think they're coming up with a master plan for the human race that's uh-huh. this sinister uh-huh. and they would be that brazen to just be like, yeah, these are our goals. And its primary
0: goals are fucking feeding people. Well yeah, but even <laughs> and getting even them clean, clean that,
1: drinking water. <laughs> even beyond that, it's just like they wouldn't tell you, like if they had an actual master plan. I don't yeah. think they would be like, "Here it that, is."
0: That's that's another thing about conspiracies. that an always oops, I click. Uh, that's another thing about conspiracies that always blows my mind. Is they always they have to say it's wide out in the open because none of these people have any secret information. None literally of the people literally rely on them
1: being bond villains and telling they, us their plan before, yeah. like.
0: Well, it's because the conspiracy theorists rely on people. You know, publicly available information that they can take out of context and make seem sinister, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to say, they're all just, they're, they're so full of themselves. They think nobody can possibly stop them. So they're just doing it right out in the open, thinking there's nothing we can do, but you know what you can do? You can buy a lifetime membership to the John Birch Society, and we can stop them. Yeah. That's what it's all about.
2: Document. I encourage you to get a copy and read it for yourself. You can find it on the UN's website. Every government on the planet has, every national government on the planet, every tin pot dictator has signed on to this. Robert Mugabe. Actually, by the way, not all governments. Only about 98, I think, signed on to it.
1: Oh, well, then. Mugabe,
2: the yeah,
0: yeah,
2: dictator of Zimbabwe, said, "Oh, this is going to usher in this wonderful, glorious, brave new world." Right. Robert Mugabe, of course, being the mass murdering Marxist maniac enslaving uh, the people of Zimbabwe until recently, uh, almost. You know, right after he took power, he went out and slaughtered another tribe, the Matabeles. He was not pleased with them. Slaughtered tens of thousands of them, maybe more. Uh, and he was, of course, put into power with help from Jimmy Carter, Henry Kissinger, and all the rest of it. They wanted to make sure that uh, Rhodesia would fall and that the communists could take over Zimbabwe. They weren't happy. Okay, better
1: than that. <laughs>
0: You could uh, feel the Rhodesia coming, couldn't you? Yeah, I know. You could I knew feel Rhodesia the
1: Rhodesia coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was going to say Rhodesia, definitely. I'm surprised he <laughs> didn't say South Rhodesia. Um, uh, no, well, okay. It's
0: okay. 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 I know there's so much you want to say. There's, there there's is. so much, there's so much to impact there. But first I do want to mention, right? You saw how the grab bag works, right? Yeah. So he started talking about something. He, something in his head clicked with Mugabe and he reached into his grab bag. It was and like AdLib,
1: uh, Mad Libs, rather. Yes,
0: that's exactly what happened there. He is, yeah. I guarantee if I went back into his whole YouTube history, he talks about Mugabe a lot. I'm sure this yeah. guy has a thing for Rhodesia. So I'm sure that's part of his grab bag that he can pull out whenever he wants and throw it into his role so he doesn't have to pause or, um, he can just keep going with it.
1: Yeah. And it it, it, make, it makes one sound educated as well. If you be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know who Mugabe was, by the way. He was the dictator who... Uh, killed a lot of this tribe whose name i'm gonna mispronounce and then i'm gonna reference jimmy carter and henry kissinger who for some reason we're putting in the same sentence in the mid 70s which is that yeah weird yeah yeah weird (laughs) thing as far as i'm aware kissinger and carter not close associates by the way weird
0: that this guy hates kissinger loves trump weird right Kissinger, Man. who met with Donald Trump in the White House, uh, really always. Stri- they, Kissinger, they who sucks. <laughs> Whose brother just died? Who apparently was much better than, yeah. than Henry.
1: Oh yeah, the, the Guardian ran the quote, and because um, apparently Henry Kissinger still has an accent, and his brother doesn't. Uh-huh. And he was it. The, he was asked about that one time. He's like, "Why? Why didn't you keep your German accent, but your brother does?" And he was like, "Well, I'm the only Kissinger that listens to other people." So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that quote too, and I loved it.
0: So, So I don't know if he's said it yet, because I paused, but he also says here at some point something about um, how they, well, I'll just keep playing, and you'll hear it in a moment. Anyway, most of what he says about Mugabe, right, Mugabe's not a great guy, right? He did kill plenty of people, but he is just making up a bunch of shit about Mugabe, and he's going to keep doing that for, I think, another, like, 10 or
1: 20 seconds. Yeah, why not?
2: with the uh, the black leadership that the actual people of that area elected so they overthrew and ensured that uh, Robert Mugabe would come in anyways that's so- what i was
0: referencing where he's yeah. just making up another conspiracy about how somehow M- mugabe by the way was elected by about 68% right the zanu yeah. pf party won 68% of the election and then he took power as the prime minister anyways
1: he, yeah he was- no, but but just just real quick um Yeah, I mean, Mugabe was essentially part of a a freedom-fighting coalition that wanted to be liberated, along with much of Southern Africa, including South Africa, um, fighting against apartheid, Mozambique fighting against Portuguese colonialism, Angola fighting against Portuguese colonialism, and um, what is now Zimbabwe, all fighting against colonialist power. It would have been funny
0: if you had a third one with Portugal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there there are more with Portuguese. Yes, there Um, are. But all all fighting against colonialists or apartheid powers yeah. that that uh you know which we, I guess we're just not going to mention like how these people arose rose to power, right? Yeah, so it doesn't matter how they got there <laughs> or all the fact that they they use they then used the colonial systems of oppression to continue oppression in a different way. Like Mugabe became a de facto you know, used the old systems of colonialism to his advantage once he got into power.
0: Benedict, I have not watched all of Alex Newman's videos, but I know in my heart that the word white genocide is frequently in his vocabulary, okay?
1: Yeah, well, possibly.
2: (laughs) All right, we continue on. Story for another day about the deep state, but this Agenda 2030... Um, I want you to take a look at it because it is just jaw-dropping. They're talking about it's going to save Mother Earth and all countries have to implement Would this. Would you
1: not want that, and, uh, if you
2: read it, you see— No, of course they don't. No. By the way, he, did, he
0: said that all countries have to implement this. Again, it's entirely voluntary.
2: That this is really an agenda for totalitarianism on a global scale. Uh, goal number 10, for example, says that we need to reduce inequality within and among nations. So it's not enough anymore just to have national socialism, right? Which, you know, we saw how well that worked out for the Germans. Not well at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it has to be international socialism. Is that what you're going to tell? Is that... I don't think he realizes that international socialism came first. <laughs> yeah, it's also an extremely, like, that's what it, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, okay, I knew at that, you know, when I, when I, when I put these out, I did put a sticky note on uh, my computer that says two minute and 13 seconds, Benedict dies.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I got there. Did I get there at two minute 11? Yeah, I think you might have uh, beat me. I think you might have beat me by a little bit. So
0: that goal number 10 that he's talking about, which is titled Reduce Inequality Within and Among Countries. I have bad news on that front. Uh, According to uh, the UN's tracking of their criteria, that goal was not close uh, Mm -hmm. to being on track to be met by 2030. Uh, Before COVID, income equality was falling in some countries. Uh, The Gini Index fell in 38 out of 84 countries uh, that can be tracked on the Gini Index, Uh, but that is, you may notice, not even half of that number, and it wasn't falling by a tremendous amount before COVID anyways. Mm -hmm. But the targets under that, Because I'm trying to figure out where he's getting the, I think it might just be, this is again that thing where I have to go, okay, do these people really believe it? Or or are they just trying to make money and know that their audience is dumb, right? And know that they won't go look up whatever they're talking about. So I'm trying to figure out where he's getting the sinister aspects of this from. Uh, and that's difficult for me because I don't really see anything sinister when I look at, for example, the target no. list under uh, goal 10. So target 10.1. By 2030, progressively achieve and sustain income growth of the bottom 40% of the population at a rate higher than the national average. That, sure. That's something I'm pretty sure the John Birch Society would say is a good thing out loud. I'm right. We're all in favor of growing the income of the bottom 40%, I think, But maybe I just haven't dug deep enough into them, and they're like, fuck the poor, when I
2: get down to the
0: core of it. Uh, You know, things like ensure equal opportunity and reduce inequalities of outcome, including by eliminating discriminatory laws, policies, and practices, promoting appropriate legislation, policies, and action in this regard. There's—what the fuck is wrong with any of this? I don't—I don't get it. Maybe it's just that—I mean, look, I can go back into my headspace of where I was— when I was a right-wing shitbag, and and if I'm being honest, I do see what they're seeing. The word equal is in there. That's their fucking problem, right? The part yeah. I don't get is jumping into the conspiracy part because I was never, uh, I, I guess I was, but I wasn't on the hardcore conspiracy tip. I was totally like, Obama's from Kenya, that kind of shit. Okay. Uh, but I wasn't on the you know UN conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's another um, level. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole nother level altogether. So for me, it just doesn't click going from these people want equality to these people are going to force equality. That just doesn't work in my mind trying to get there. But we'll continue with the video.
2: Uh, Adolf Hitler, of course, was the leader of the National Socialist Party. But now they want global socialism. (laughs) National socialism is not enough. He didn't even call it international Uh, socialism. This dumb
1: motherfucker. (laughs)
0: Dude, the socialists came up with a word for you to use, and it's snappier yeah. than global socialism. Come on. You should have that ready to go. Global, of course, like, when they talk international
1: about religion, working class movement. they yeah. like, oh,
2: come on. God. are wealth. You know, that appeals to, to people who maybe don't have uh, the understanding that thou shalt not steal. And, you know, maybe people who uh, that are up into coming up a frenzy out. by envy and other sentiments they shouldn't also, be uh, experiencing
1: there's a little bit of a disconnect between what glenn beck says and what this guy's saying because glenn Mm -hmm. beck would see the it seems to me that he would see the sustainable development goals and and these agenda 2030 items as more of like a social safety net he's not this isn't what glenn beck thinks of as socialism right it's not like public ownership of utility companies it's like no
0: i i think glenn would never on his show ever talk about the details of the sustainable development goals because that would undercut his argument that the UN is all about socialism and Glenn I think obviously compared to this again I'm bad at estimating ages but if I had to say this guy's probably like 30 maybe maybe a little younger maybe a little older I don't know beards trick me Uh, but Glenn Beck is much more polished and smooth and knows the game a lot better than this guy that we're listening to right now so he knows he knows how to work that that angle
1: okay
2: very but uh, this agenda to redistribute the wealth around the world, they're, they're really not talking about taking money from George Soros and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and you know, Bill Gates. They're not talking about taking money sure. from these people. These people are smart. They hide it all in the tax exempt foundations. Anyways, you're not going to get their money. Um, That's another example of the grab bag
0: right there. Mm-hmm. where he's got the names ready to go. He has the connection to foundations ready to go because they don't understand how foundations work. He has it, it just right there. I'm I just I, I'm picking up on these things that I think are, I don't think they're intentional that they do these things, but I think it's a tactic that develops over practice. And I think it's really important to conspiracy theorists that they have these ready to go.
2: Yep. Um, they're talking about taking money from you. Poor and middle class Americans and redistributing it to the United Nations, the Dictators Club, Mm -hmm. and of course, the dictators who have impoverished the third world Mm -hmm. with this exact ideology, this redistribute the wealth, share the wealth, Mm. uh, you know, equal uh, distribution of the means of production. They're talking about redistributing the wealth to the maniacs who have impoverished the third world. Equal distribution of
0: the means of production. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool.
1: All right. I just, just Controls wanna make sure that is the word, you're, that, looking but, for, yeah. the word you're looking for, buddy. Control's the word you're looking for. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. It's so good. world using exactly this ideology. People
1: like in Venezuela. Can you imagine just I I'm just now imagining like someone at a factory being like, Well, we gotta give the nuts to Zimbabwe. <laughs> And then Cambodia hasn't had a, a, a smokestack for a while, so I guess oh, we've got to give them me. that. And oh. It's just like equally Al- distributed. Al- Dude,
0: fucking Algeria has had that delivery truck for a week. They have had it for a fucking week. No, no,
1: they've had the they steering didn't, wheel. They didn't for put a week. themselves. They've <laughs> had the steering wheel for a week, and then France has had the left wheel, Germany's had the right yeah. wheel. And I, I just, I don't. <laughs> so good.
2: Venezuela, the mass murdering Marxist dictator down there. Uh, people like the Castro did regime. Did he just uh, do a Venezuela? In <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, it's he true. did.
0: Yes, he absolutely did.
2: Now that Raúl and Fidel are gone, but the, you know the same murderous totalitarianism uh, continues. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can just read the thing, right? After it was adopted, the Communist Chinese government—they uh, used every propaganda organ they had: their Communist Party newspaper, their Communist Party television stations. They said we played a crucial role in developing this U.N. Agenda 2030. Yeah. By the way,
0: almost every single country put out that same fucking statement. <laughs> yeah, it just
1: happens to be that the, the Chinese government... It's about building has... your prestige at yeah. home and abroad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Soft power, etc. cetera. Yeah.
2: And uh, they're not kidding, right? The the former head of NATO, socialist Javier Solana, bragged Ooh. that uh, this was going to mm. usher in the next great leap forward. He used George Soros' uh, project syndicate to write a column and said, Agenda 2030 will be the next great leap forward. And I guess they're counting on most Americans and uh, and others to be ignorant of what happened during the last great leap forward. Um, I'll give. You-
1: <laughs> so Mao next- was Mao was a Marxist, and he, he, he yeah, fucking. in his world metaphors don't exist. <laughs> He's like just languages, <laughs> like a a great leap forward doesn't have to be a great leap forward at la Mao, like once well, more uh, Neil Armstrong I've got a bone to pick with you like <laughs> what did you do to the, to the people on the moon that you found like-
0: well he I, I like to refer, prefer to imagine that he's like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy where they just don't have idioms and everything is literal yeah. in his uh, his uh, world or whatever the case might be although of course in the original comic books Drax is actually a human who's turned into Drax the Destroyer by someone who wants him to destroy Thanos it's a whole story I can get into it you, uh, you know at the end of this episode I'll just put on a 45 Five minute edition at the end, talking about the actual backstory of Drax and how they changed it for the Guardians of the Galaxy film, and how that's completely unfaithful, and they could have done a better
2: job with a thing of storyline. Okay, don't story do that, then. If they,
0: okay. Hit <laughs> play.
2: I'll give you a hint: millions of people dead, right, from the last great leap, <laughs> leap <forward under laughs> mass murdering <laughs> Chairman Mao in China. We do not want another great leap forward, unless, of course you know, mass death and uh, concentration camps. Are-
0: By the way, in the last two minutes, I think he spent like 75% of his time just talking about random dictators. Yeah. Compared to talking about <laughs> the SDGs or anything else. Yep.
2: Or your thing. So, they're talking about some very dark ideas, and they know they're never going to convince older Americans that we should give up our private property, we should give up our families, we should give up our country. Nobody. So, they actually have a whole goal dedicated to education or what the UN considers education. This is where it gets dark. They say uh, by 2030, all learners, right? Every pygmy in Africa, every tribesman in, oh, in no. uh, the Amazon rainforest, every American homeschool family, everybody needs to be so brainwashed they will not just accept sustainable development they'll promote sustainable development that's how brainwashed they want people to be they need to promote okay. sustainable development uh and you know that's what they're saying in their own international agreement of course barack hussein obama <laughs> they are
0: saying oh, i paused too early i was gonna pause right after he got obama out <laughs> of
1: course, barack hussein obama <laughs>
0: Of course, he throws in the, he he looks like the kind of guy who says Hussein every fucking time. Yep. But I did want to back up for just a second and go to what he was talking about there for a moment, which was the education thing, right? Um, what he's quoting is from the release document, which is just like a summary and a bunch of stuff from uh, about the SDGs and everything. Uh, and it's from uh, under the education section, goal four. Uh, number four, uh, paragraph 4.7, which says, quote, By 2030, ensure that all learners ac- uh, acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development, including, among others, through education for sustainable development and sustainable lifestyles, human rights, gender equality, promotion of a culture of peace and nonviolence, global citizenship, and appreciation of cultural diversity and of culture's contribution to sustainable development. How fucking sinister is yeah. that, Benedict? how evil. <laughs> it's... It's magnificent, man. It's so fucking
2: good. Obama said, uh, this is an executive agreement. We don't need to actually get it ratified by the Senate. So this is now being implemented by the U.S. government, by the it's different not, bureaucracies. We've got uh, documents from the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, showing that they're still implementing this, even during the Trump administration. The lower-level bureaucrats are. So oh, this the is going the to be bureau. an Deep absolute State. disaster. Um, it is a push for global tyranny. And we need to oppose it. You know, if you keep reading, it says we need to uh, governments need to change the way uh, goods are produced and consumed. Right. Well, how are they going to change the way goods are produced and consumed? Well, they're going to control the way goods are produced and consumed. Ah, seize
1: the means of but, production. You mean?
0: By the way, that paragraph is just about transitioning away from coal and oil.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's all it's talking about. Good. Good. Good.
2: And uh, we've seen that movie before too. It always ends badly. So. Agenda 2030 is a really, really dangerous agenda. Dangerous. It's a dangerous international instrument. Fortunately, it has no legitimacy. You know, In the okay. United States, it was never ratified by the Senate. There's no such thing as an executive agreement. There's no constitutional authority for that. Even if it had been ratified by the U.S. Senate, it would still be garbage because the U.S. government can't grant itself new powers that were not authorized by the Constitution just by signing international agreements. Uh, and finally, um, it's a bad idea. Right. It's just okay, a cool. very bad idea. We yeah, know they, what you know, they, they yeah. say they want to uh, like fight poverty with this. Well, if you want to fight poverty, protect private property rights. Get rid of all this sustainable development, crazy ideology, theology. You know? I'm pretty sure we basically heard Glenn Beck say the same thing, yeah, right? I'm sure Isn't
0: that basically all they... It's, all, it's because it's all they have. Because they don't understand anything about poverty or how to fight it. Protect private property. Then of course. Uh, I'll have more and... Step three profit. Yeah.
2: You know, if you want to know what the UN means by sustainable development, you can go to these conferences. I've been to a lot of them. In 2012, they had the UN Conference on Sustainable Development in Rio de Janeiro. I showed up and took some pictures. They had all these posters with a sick. Okay. One
0: thing I'm pretty sure he didn't get into uh, the Rio Plus 20. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he didn't get into it. I'm pretty sure he was the crazy guy outside yelling at people uh, and then claiming that their refusal to answer the crazy guy yelling was uh, admission of their guilt. Uh, But also, he's flashing up on the screen now one of what I think is probably his photographs from being down there, which appears to just be like... I think it's a t-shirt that somebody had, (laughs) which uh, is a picture of the sun... And uh, the earth, which has a thermometer in its mouth, and the sun has a little doctor's thingy on its head. You know, those old-timey, shiny thingies. Um,
1: yeah, 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 and yeah.
0: a speech bubble coming out that says, I'm sure you have humans. It's a global warming thing that it's talking about. Right. And the, the t-shirt Love also, that. it has uh, uh, the, not the insignia, but the name of the organization, I think, that made the t-shirt, which is uh Terre des des Homes. That's my best white guy, whatever language that is. French. Terre des Hommes. For, yeah, means, that one. It means the,
1: like planet of people or men. or.
0: Well, Benedict, I actually looked it up. It, it means uh, land of people or land of men. You are absolutely correct, but you stole my thunder, you dick. <laughs> it's, just, it's an organization that, that fights for kids. It's an it's anti-child cool. child trafficking and all that kind of organization. That's, they promote the rights of
2: children and stuff like that.
0: But listen to what he says about this shirt he found.
1: sick
2: earth, and the doctor shows up. He says, I know your problem. You have humans. And that summit also was chaired by a Chinese communist, the summit to define sustainable development 20 years after Agenda 21. So these people have some really bad ideas. You know, the Agenda 21 book for children, they say the earth groans every time it registers another birth. I mean, These people are anti-human. It's that simple. They hate (laughs) your freedom.
1: Cool.
0: So, The group that is putting forward the goals uh, of ending poverty and hunger and bringing water and medicine to people, they're anti-human. What they actually want is to kill all the humans because he didn't understand a T-shirt
1: or a quote from a book. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I love this so fucking much. Are we nearly done?
2: We have have about 40 seconds. 40 seconds left. All right. Them, they want to take your money, and they want to subsume your country into a global system.
1: Uh-huh. we
2: got to oppose them. we got to expose them. Uh, we'll be back with more videos like this. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep Set. I hope you'll like, share, comment, all those Ugh, things. Help us. Disgusting.
0: Yeah, you know how legitimate reporting always ends with smash that subscribe yeah. button, everybody. <laughs> Love that. All right. Very so, good.
1: Well done, everyone. Benedict. Yeah.
0: What would? Okay. You you know why I love that video, right? There was there was so much in there. There was so much great stuff that is right up my cringe laughing alley. Uh, I mean, when I watched it the first time through and got to the Rhodesia line, I had to pause it, stand up, walk into my bathroom, splash my face, uh, draw the Joker makeup on my face, and laugh (laughs) laugh hysterically. I'm
1: going to become the Joker
0: (laughs) because my life
1: has peaked. Um. So
0: there's so much in that video, but. Just before we we end for the day, right? I wanna I wanna recap a little bit, right? So, do, do you get what I'm talking about here? Do you get where I'm going with this? That this Agenda 21 thing, there's there's absolutely nothing to it, right? Obviously, but I think why this is instructive is seeing how, and we've seen it in real time, right? As he's gone through this video, he's taken quotes out of context. Yeah. and a a t-shirt.
1: That's basically his evidence. That's it, yeah. Quotes
0: out of context, vague insinuation, and a t-shirt he doesn't understand, which was about global warming, but he thinks is about killing all humans. Uh, So, it's remarkable to me. And there were a few other things before we end that I I did want to mention. This Agenda 21 thing, it's not just among crazies on the internet. Of course, well, Ted Cruz is just a crazy on the internet, but it has made its way into actual laws. And Benedict, mm-hmm. the state of Alabama okay. <laughs> State of Alabama in 2012 passed a law which prohibited, quote, all political subdivisions may not adopt or implement policy recommendations that deliberately or inadvertently infringe or restrict private property rights without due process as may be required by policy recommendations originating in or traceable to Agenda 21, adopted by the United Nations in 1992 at its conference on environment and development, isn't that already
1: over? Though I mean, surely it would make more sense. Well, yes, the agenda, but yes, but it?
0: they passed that in 2012, and uh, that okay. one didn't end until 2015. But it has made its way, and several other states had crazy lawmakers propose laws. And I, I should just point out, right? Um, you don't need to pass a law to say that you can't violate due process you just can't violate due process. That's just how law works. It doesn't matter if you write it down. A court's not going to say, well, they didn't pass a law saying that you ha- we can not violate due process, so I guess we can. That's not how the fuck that works. No. The other thing I wanted to read for you, Benedict, because we've mentioned it several times, and I could not avoid it, I wanted to read for you the summary of Glenn Beck's book, Agenda 21, from <sighs> Amazon.com. Go on, then. It begins... I was just a baby when we were relocated, and I don't remember much. Everyone has that black hole at the beginning of their life, that time you can't remember, your first step, your first taste of table food. My real memories begin in our assigned living area in Compound 14. Oh, God. Just a generation ago, this place was called America. Now, after the worldwide (laughs) implementation of a UN-led program called Agenda 21, it's simply known as the Republic. There is no president... No Congress, no Supreme Court, no freedom. There are only the authorities. Citizens have two primary goals in the new republic to create clean energy and to create new human life. Those who cannot do
1: either are of no use to society. Okay, the bleak so, so, so the goal to create the goals clean are... energy. <laughs> Fucking and building wind turbines. That's, that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> to be honest, that is what we were planning to do in my commune. We're setting up in Idaho, but, you know, that's that's like 10 years off from now. <laughs> fucking and
1: sunbathing. That's it. Oh,
0: I got to continue. This is so fucking good. This is so fucking
1: good. Mate, dude really thought he was right in 1984, didn't he? Oh, he like, did. He, thought, he totally yeah, yeah.
0: fucking did. This bleak and barren existence is all that 18-year-old Emmeline has ever known. She dutifully walks to her energy board daily and accepts all male pairings assigned to her by the authorities. Like most citizens, she, he also thought he was writing a uh, uh, fucking made the market. Yeah, Handmaid's still, Hamlet hand still. Except he doesn't realize that's about him. Uh, like most citizens, she keeps her head down and her eyes closed until the day they came for her mother.
1: Oh you
0: shit! Sa- you save what you think you're going to lose. Woken up to the harsh reality of her life and her family's future inside the Republic, Emmeline begins to search for the truth. Why are all citizens confined to ubiquitous concrete living spaces? Why are compounds guarded by gatekeepers who track all movements? Why are food, water, and energy restricted so strictly? And most important, why are babies taken from their mothers at birth? As Emmeline begins to understand the true objectives of Agenda 21, she realizes that she is up against far more than she ever thought. With the authorities closing in and nowhere to run, Emmeline embarks on an audacious plan to save her family and expose the Republic. But is she already too late?
1: Yes. How...
0: Fucking amazing! Does that sound? Yeah, it's
1: just like all dystopia novels from sixty years ago smushed together.
0: It is basically like he took that, like he took Brave New World and The Handmaid's Tale in Nineteen Eighty-Four. He's like, I have original ideas. Put these read, in a pot.
1: I have read one and a half books ever. <laughs> oh God, that's so good.
0: Oh, I just love that so much. That that okay that that one line. That one line. <laughs> making clean energy New York. So funny. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. So funny. All right, all right, Benedict. Well, that, I guess, uh, since my face is not going to quit being red for about an hour after that laughter, <laughs> um, that's it. That's it for this week's show, I all suppose. Right. Unless Benefit, I don't know, you want to stick around and talk Benefits? about uh, Drax and Destroyer? About how no, an hour? no, 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 that? I do not no, want to do, do that. You Drax can add it
1: Destroyer? in, though. I'm okay. going to stop recording, though, and get out. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you all for listening we hope you enjoyed the show remember if you just can't get enough of us you can go over to patreon.com forward slash nygbc become a patron for as little as two dollars an episode for patron only episode shout outs on the show drawings to win our copies of the books we read and more as always we have to give a shout out to our wonderful and amazing patrons benjamin carlisle dexter allison Corey bidding megan ruth Glowrung the deceiver Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Steven and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taru and Skeptical 7th, and Andrew Jenko. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, to the end of the world, Jesse. Goodbye. Goodbye.